Hello and welcome to a brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk. I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling. From shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling pay-per-views, premium live events and some indie shows as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. You lucky people have got a two-for-one episode tonight as I am here to review WWE Friday Night Smackdown as well as AEW Rampage from Friday Night. I thought both shows were pretty good last night. Uh, Both still had issues but look let's get to it shall we? We've got a lot to talk about. Let's start with Smackdown. Uh, They opened with the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre coming to the ring. Uh, Seamus takes a piss out of the microphones because of what happened last week. He talks about his history with Drew McIntyre and the 20-year rivalry they've had. And that rivalry has created a mutual respect. Uh, He talks about Drew being his best man at his wedding. And then he goes on to ask Drew to be an honorary brute. Uh, Drew accepts, of course. Ridge shouts it's fight night and Butch shouts war games. Even though uh, they already spoiled that announcement with uh, putting up the match graphic before this. Uh, Drew was about to reveal the fifth member of the team when Sammy Uso, I mean Sammy Zayn, um, came out. My dogs. He's just so great. Uh, he says, we the bloodline don't care who the fifth member is. In fact, we feel rather oozy. Oozy uh, in the sky with diamonds, I believe he said. Uh, he guarantees the bloodline will win war games. Seamus then tells him he should be worried about the fifth member because it's someone who would, who he would least expect. Uh, I don't think they know that nearly every fan has fantasy booked who the fifth member is. Uh, But we'll get to that a little bit late. This was a fine opening segment. Uh, Sammy seems to make every segment he's involved in even better. He's just on such a roll at the moment. The first match of the night was in the World Cup. And it was Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. And it was great. And they trade roll-ups early on. Uh, Ricochet almost trying to sort of not hurt Ali and get it done quickly. But Ali nails him in the back of the head as Ricochet argues with the referee. Then he hits a backstabber from the top rope as they go to a break. After a break, Ali hits a Hurricane Rana and a drop kick, knocking Ricochet off the apron. He goes for a flying crossbody, but Ricochet catches him and rolls through and powers him up for the Michinoku driver on the floor. Back in the ring, Ricochet misses a Phoenix Splash, so Ali locks in the Kojima clutch. Uh, Ricochet fights up, though, and hits an underhook German suplex 
a lariat and a springboard moonsault for two. He then misses a running knee. Uh, Ali tries for a roll-up for two. He then hits a big tornado DDT. He then misses a 450 splash. Uh, and then Ricochet hits this shooting star crossbody, I'd describe it as, which looked incredible for the win. Uh, this was good. And I also really like the storytelling of Ali selling the injured ribs throughout. A part of me did want Ali to win, if I'm honest, just so we got him and Braun Strowman in the same ring after their Twitter beef. But yeah, I really like this one. Up next, Jey Uso is berating Sami Zayn in the back. Uh, Jimmy sort of calms it all down. Sammy walks off and then comes back in and just uh, pops Jay again, doing this sort of handshake thing with Jimmy. I think even Solo nearly went this time as well. It's just brilliant stuff, and you can see how much fun Sami Zayn's having at the moment. Kayla Braxton then interviews the New Day backstage, and they're all down in the dumps about losing their tag title record. Imperium, Imperium come in and basically take the piss. Uh, Vinci calls them clowns. New Day calls Gunther Lurch, and I didn't like this at all. Uh, I never thought I'd get bored of the New Day, but that's kind of where I am with them at the moment. I don't know why, because they are great in the ring, obviously, but we've kind of seen it all now. I don't know if I'm calling for a New Day heel turn or just something. I don't know what it is. Madcap Moss then took on Karrion Cross. Uh, Moss hits a jumping knee and just lays into Cross. Uh, he hit a suplex followed by a big back elbow and a clothesline over the top rope. He chucks Cross around ringside. Back in the ring, Cross hit an underhook. German suplex. Scarlet slaps Moss behind the referee's back. Uh, Moss comes back, hits running clotheslines and a spear in the corner. He also pulls off a fallaway slam. Scarlet again gets involved and Cross hits him with a knee to the face and locks in the Cross jacket for the win. Short match. Uh, Madcap Moss, I thought, was great in this. I love his explosiveness. When he is uh, running the ropes. Cross though. Uh, I'm sorry. He's nowhere near good enough to be put. In the main event spot. That uh, Triple H. Wants him to be in. For me this match. Really showed him up as. At times he just could not hang with Madcap Moss. Uh, yeah he didn't look good here at all. I don't know whether he starts to fall down the card now. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have him back in the main event for a little while. I know he's not necessarily been in a main event, so to speak, but he's being billed as a main eventer. But we shall see. Uh, Bray Wyatt then comes to the ring and does pretty much the same promo as he's been doing every week since returning. He apologises to LA Knight for what he did last week. 
Knight then came out. Uh, he says the fact that he is looking into Bray's eyes and doesn't fear him has gotten to Wyatt. And he says Wyatt may respect him now. And that's what he always wanted. He walks up to Bray Wyatt and slaps him in the face and says, now that we're even, apology accepted. Uh, Bray sort of goes, yeah, I would have done that too. And offers his hand for a handshake. So Knight slaps him again and walks off uh, as the camera sort of lingered on Bray Wyatt for far too long. Uh, LA Knight made this segment a lot better than it was going to be, I think. I love the fact that Knight believes he is above Bray's spooky bullshit that's going on. Uh, I loved LA Knight in NXT. I was disappointed when they changed him uh, to... um, What was his name? With the, the, the models, anyway. I've forgotten already what the name was. Uh, happy he's gone back to this character because I think it's tailor-made for the main roster. He's going to be great. Uh, and I'm really into this feud already. I'm, there's something about it. Uh, not something that I thought I wanted. But now that it's here, I'm really into it. Next up was Shayna Baszler taking on Shotzi. Um, yeah. Off distractions from Ronda Rousey, who is at ringside. Shayna takes out Shotzi. Uh, Shotzi does make a little comeback, but gets distracted again and gets nailed in the back. Uh, Shayna misses a running knee, so Shotzi throws a few kicks. Another distraction from Ronda saw Shayna hit a German suplex. Shotzi again comes back, uh, hits a drop kick and a terrible looking uh, sling blade. Another distraction, so Shayna throws her into the ring post. Raquel Rodriguez has now had enough of this, apparently after watching a couple of minutes of these distractions. Uh, then comes out and uh, Shotzi rolls up Shayna Baszler and gets the win. What a load of shit this was. Uh, Shotzi is not good. Uh, you know, I don't want to be too negative about people, but she's not as good as you'd think she is by looking at her. And she's going to be in a title match at Survivor Series. Uh, Not a good advert for the SmackDown women's division, in my opinion. I know she does crazy crap, and her character's at least interesting, but once she starts wrestling, it's just not quite there yet. And that's not to say it won't be there, just at the minute. It's not. Uh, I don't think this did any good for Shayna Baszler either because she now looks stupid and weak. Uh, even Ronda looks a bit stupid as well. So, not good at all, this. Uh, then we go backstage. LA Knight gets asked if he's leaving uh, because he's afraid of Bray Wyatt. He says, well, no, i finished work. What do you do, sleep at at work after or something like that uh, he then leaves through a dark room for some reason um, but there's a guy in there wearing a mask when we come back from a break Knight is now underneath a big pile of stuff uh, it seems to be every weapon ever used 
like I said, really into this. Um, I don't know if it was meant to be Uncle Howdy or Bray himself that had done that, but interesting nonetheless. Next up, Imperium took on the New Day and Braun Strowman. A brawl kicks off right away. Uh, New Day wipe out Imperium. Uh, Gunther takes out Kofi. Then Gunther runs away from Braun before a break. When we come back, Imperium are wearing down Woods. Uh, Woods, though, starts fighting back. Braun gets a hot tag. Uh, Gunther gets tagged in, but a chop has no effect on Strowman. Uh, Gunther then runs away again. And back in the ring delivers another big chop. That has a little bit of an effect. But Braun hits him with a spine buster. Uh, Kofi and Kaiser then come into the match. And this all ends when New Day hit Kaiser with the midnight hour. Personally, I thought this was crap. Uh, I hate the fact they had Gunther running away from Braun Strowman. Just have Gunther smash this guy. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. I think um, they've worked so hard to sort of build up the character of Gunther and they could have just unravelled it in one night here. Shame. We go to a break and then when we come back, Braun gets interviewed sort of in gorilla position. He gets interrupted by that pesky flippy flopper Ricochet. It is those two in the next round of the World Cup. The main event was then Butch versus Sami Zayn in that World Cup. Uh, as expected, this was great. Butch goes straight for some joint manipulations and nails a big clothesline. Sami, though, catches him with a sit out powerbomb for two. Butch comes back with a Tornado DDT for two. Uh, Butch then heads to the top rope and Sammy pushes him off into the barricade on the outside as they go to a break. Jey Uso causes a distraction after a break, so Sammy hits the Blue Thunder Bomb for two. A big brawl erupts at ringside and Butch goes to snapping fingers and then moonsaults out onto the Usos taking them out. Zane in back in the ring hits an exploder in the corner, but then he gets distracted by Jay trying to get into the ring. Butch then hits him with a bitter end, and that's the end of the match. But it wasn't over then. Uh, they go straight into brawling again. Roman Reigns shows up, gets involved, takes over for the bloodline. And then Kevin Owens reveals himself as the fifth member of War Games. Well, on the babyface side, anyway. He takes out everyone. There's a stare down with Sammy. Reigns nails him with a Superman punch. But it all ends with Owens hitting Roman with a stunner. This was really good. And I'm happy to see uh, Butch actually win the match. I don't know if he goes any further, but enjoyed it. Um, I loved how the show ended, though. We all kind of guessed it was going to be Kevin Owens as the fifth member, but I thought this was really well done. And again, everything that the Bloodline's involved in at the moment just seems to be really well done. 
so mostly this was a good SmackDown, as it has been most weeks lately. Uh, f- it feels like the destruction of Sami Zayn by the Bloodline is not too many weeks away now, so enjoy the interactions while you can. Uh, it's one of those things where you don't want to see it happen, but also you won't be able to take your eyes away, I don't think. But yeah, good SmackDown. Right, let's move on to AW Rampage, shall we? Uh, again, I thought this was a really good show. It did start, though, with JR again fucking up his lines to the intro. This seems to happen every week now. And it's a shame because he has been so good. And I've been a huge fan of him. I've loved his work over the years, but pains me to say it, he's starting to harm the product for me. Maybe time to give him a job in the office now. From that though, it was much more positive. Uh, we went straight into Lance Archer and Ricky Starks brawling backstage ahead of their tournament match. Archer throws somebody through a load of chairs trying to chuck him at uh, Starks. Stark smashes Archer with a trash can. They then fight out into the crowd. Archer leaps over the barricade and then back into the ring as the match finally starts. Starks unloads on him and clotheslines him out, out to the outside. Archer though grabs him and chokeslams him onto the apron. Starks comes back, hits a running clothesline, but Archer then blocks a tornado DDT and hits a massive lariat. Starks, though, does eventually hit the Tornado DDT. That got two count. He then somehow evades a pounce by sort of ninja flipping over Archer. That's how I describe it anyway. And he just nails him for the spear and the win. Brian Cage then comes out to the ramp, but Archer attacks Starks from behind. He then chokeslams Ricky Starks onto the steel steps on the outside. This was such a great way to start the show, I thought. It was a great way for the fans to be reminded to get behind Ricky Starks as this big baby face. I think they are anyway, but sometimes fans do need that reminder. I hope that he does go all the way to the final. And uh, whether he wins it or not, who who knows. Next up was Hook defending his FTW title against Lee Moriarty. Lee uh, smashes Hook with a massive back elbow in the corner, straight in the head. Or face, really. Uh, Hook, though, takes him down to the mat and hits a big northern light suplex. Off a Stokely Halfway distraction, Moriarty nails him with a big boot before a break. After the break, Hook is throwing some hard punches to Moriarty's stomach. He does a judo throw and a fisherman's buster. Moriarty, though, comes back with a diving knee drop. That looked nice. He then works over Hook's arm and then locks in the Border City stretch. But Hook, because he's awesome, transitions straight into the red rum. For the win. Again, this was really decent. Uh, I was really impressed by Lee Moriarty once again. Every 
time I see him, I just think he's uh, a special talent. Hook does need more matches like this because it does feel like he's cooled massively lately. He was once the guy in AEW that people loved. He certainly doesn't quite feel like that at the moment. He, he can get back there. Look, guy's really young, so we all got to give him time, I guess. Athena then took on Madison Rain. Athena nails her before the bell. We missed it because we were showing Madison Rain's earlier interview or something. Uh, Rain, though, throws her into the turnbuckle and hits a low elbow. They then go to the outside where Athena swings her head first into the barricade. She then delivers a handspring chop, which was great, but uh, JR shit all over it. Rain, though, countered a suplex with a DDT thing, which looked great, but got no reaction. Athena hits a stunner and then a rack attack co-breaker thing for the win. After the match, Athena went full heel with one of the best heel turns I've seen in ages as she just nails Aubrey Edwards with her right hand. Mercedes Martinez then came out to run her off. We're probably going to get that at final battle, I guess. Uh, the, the actual match wasn't the best, if I'm honest. Madison Rain got no reaction at all, which kind of tells you how her AEW's run has gone since signing. But I'm all in for the Athena heel turn. I thought that was so well done. I know she's been sort of hinting at that with her actions the last few weeks. But yeah, loved this. What the turn anyway. The main event was Konosuke Takeshita and Jun Akiyama versus Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Takeshita and Kingston start off the match. Uh, Kingston delivered a belly to belly. Akiyama and Ortiz come in to the match and then Akiyama hits him with a pile driver. He and Takeshita hit a version of the heart attack, sort of, for a two count just before a break. After a break, Ortiz hits a Northern Lights suplex on Takeshita. Kingston hits him with a DDT. Kingston then calls Takeshita on to chop him. And it hard strikes by both guys. Takeshita does his running, jumping, clothesline. Akiyama and Ortiz then come back into the ring. Big boots from Akiyama and a running knee. Kingston comes back in and they trade hard strikes. Ortiz hits a power slam on Takeshita, but he gets back up and hits a blue thunder bomb. Kingston hits him with a backdrop driver. He and Akiyama trade exploders, and then Akiyama hits Ortiz with a knee to the face and just basically drops him on his head for, uh, with the exploder suplex for the win. I did enjoy this, but it did feel a little bit anticlimactic for me. I think I expected a little more from this. But I think it was by design, because the Akiyama-Kingston match has now been added to Full Gear Zero Hour, I believe. So that's going to be great. That's a match that Kingston's wanted for a long time. Looking forward to that. I have also seen 
today that Takeshita has now officially signed with AEW. I know we all moan about how many people Tony Khan signed and the, the roster is bloated and there's been certainly uh, people being signed that he doesn't really need. But this one, this is just a no-brainer for me. I cannot wait to see him on my TV most weeks. I think he's great. It's been... I, I didn't know anything about Takeshita until he came over to AEW earlier this year and he quickly became one of my favourite wrestlers uh, I think he's awesome so that would be interesting to see but that is your AEW Rampage and Friday Night Smackdown reviews and as always you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Facebook page or on Twitter I am Adam Chalk 8 on there uh, I will be back tomorrow with another podcast. Enjoy Full Gear, and until the next one, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.